Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again. The O oh, the Pain podcast, Monday, July 10th, 2023. The Joe Beningo O oh, the Pain podcast, of course, brought to you by Hack- the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company by Anita Discount Tire. And, of course, our friends at DraftKings. Uh, the rain has finally stopped here in the New York metropolitan area. Maybe we can get on the golf course. We will see if Wednesday we're actually playing with Coach Sala. That remains to be seen. Uh, right now, the odds in uh, the DraftKings odds are 50-50 that we're playing with the coach on Wednesday. Nevertheless, it is the halfway mark. It is the all-star break in baseball. Tonight, of course, is the home run derby. And it has not exactly been a great first half for the two New York baseball teams. Obviously, the Yankees are in a lot better shape right now than the Mets are. We'll start with my Mets, okay? 42 and 48 at the break, 18 and a half game. Think about this, 18 and a freaking half games behind the hated Atlanta Braves, who actually lost the game yesterday to Tampa, okay, in the NL East. Seven games out of the wild, the final wild card spot. You know, the Mets teased us a little bit this week. You know, the calendar flipped from June to July. Mets, of course, went 7 and 19 in June, just couldn't be worse. And then they opened up July winning their first six games. Got you a little excited. They win the last two games of that series against the Giants. Then they go on that Western swing. They sweep the Diamondbacks in Arizona. Win game one in 10 innings against the Padres in San Diego. They have a chance yesterday after they lose the second game of the series against the Padres, 3-1. to one. They have a chance on Sunday, yesterday, to take two out of three from San Diego and really have you feeling pretty good about the Mets going into the All-Star break. But no, but no. Max Scherzer on the mound. Max, let's be honest about Max Scherzer. He has stunk this year, okay? There's no other way to say it. $42 million a year, and we're, get, you know, we're, we're getting it from Max where the sun don't shine. <clears throat> He's come up short every time, every time, every big game that Max Scherzer has pitched as a Met, he hasn't gotten the job done whether it was the series against Atlanta last year or the last week of the season, whether it was the playoff series against San Diego, whether it was that game earlier in the year when they had a 4-1 lead against the Atlanta Braves and, and Max blew it, whether it was the game against the Yankees when they were up 5-1 and Max blew it, or whether it was yesterday. He has a chance yesterday to really, you know, come up big for a game the Mets needed to win. Come on, they needed to win this game yesterday. And he takes you out of the game in the first freaking inning. 
And really, you knew immediately yesterday they weren't winning this game. The first pitch of the game, let's, really, the first pitch of this game, I knew the Mets were not winning the game. You knew. If you're a Mets fan like I am, like the real Mets fans out there that have been watching this crap for, you know, the better part of 60-plus years now, you knew they were losing after the first pitch. First pitch of the game, and I forget the name of the shortstop for San Diego. He pops up, uh, a foul pop up along the third baseline. Brett Beatty goes for the ball by the railing, by the by the seats, and makes the catch. <clears throat> Great, he's out, but wait a minute. The third base umpire says no catch because the ball hit the screen. Really? Now, to me, if the ball hits the screen and you catch it, it still should be an out, shouldn't it? I mean, I think so. But anyway, whatever. He says the ball hits the screen, no out, no catch. Okay? First pitch of the game. So what does Showalter do? And Show, Buck Showalter's had a brutal year. I mean, let's be honest. You know, I heard today on Sports Night with uh, Lolo and McCarron, you know, McCarron's giving him like a C plus. C plus? He's lucky to have a D this year the way he's managed. He stunk. And he showed it again yesterday. Why in the world, if you're Buck Showalter, would you challenge that play on the first pitch of the game? And you knew they weren't overturning it. There was no clear evidence that the ball hit the screen or not. And you couldn't tell. So you knew they were never overturning that call. And I knew right then they were in trouble. Because Scherz is now standing around for five minutes while they're looking at the stupid challenge that you know they're not overturning, you know. So on the first pitch of the game, in my mind, Showalter took the Mets right out of the game. He took Scherzer right out of his rhythm. And I'm not, you know, believe me, I am not sticking up for Scherzer. He stunk. But certainly that didn't help. So, of course, you know, the play is upheld. The Mets lose their challenge on the first pitch of the game. And then what happens? Scherzer immediately gives up a base hit to the shortstop, whatever his name is, okay, for San Diego. Base hit the left field. And on the play, Tommy Pham, who's been the Mets' hottest hitter, pulls up with a groin injury. What? <clears throat> Going for the ball in left field. You got to be kidding. It's like a double whammy. So, of course, Pham immediately comes out of the game, of course. Hopefully, he'll be all right. He'll be ready to go for <clears> – <throat> he's got a few days off now with the All-Star break. He'll be ready to go for Friday. We can only hope. But we'll see. But Pham comes out of the game, right? And then before you know it, Manny Machado's up with two out. He gets two out, two guys out. Uh, Tatis does hit a double off the center field wall, which came within an inch of going out. So they got second and third, two out. Here's Manny Machado. And what does he do? He grooves a meatball to Manny Machado that he promptly deposits in the seats in left field for a three-run homer. You knew right then the game's over. You, you could have shut it off right then, and you knew there's no way the Mets are winning this baseball game. Immediately, Max Scherzer, the the manager with his stupidity and the pitcher, the $42 million pitcher, takes you right out of the goddamn game. Right out of it. And eventually, later on, the Mets, of course, never hit. How about this? So the Mets have a chance. I guess it was the third inning. They got the bases loaded with Lindor gets a hit. And then, amazingly enough, Joe Musgrove, who actually killed the Mets last year in that playoff game, he gives up a base hit to Lindor. Uh, he gives up a uh, uh, with one out, Lindor singles, and then back-to-back hit-by-pitches. He hits Alonzo on the top of the helmet with a curveball, and then he hits Jeff McNeil. So the Mets have the bases loaded, one out, and you know who's up? Who? DJ Stewart. Who? DJ? Let me say it again. 
DJ Stewart, who had actually got a hit his first time up. Now, you ask yourself, because, you know, with nobody on, you ask yourself, what the hell is DJ Stewart doing even on this team? Ronnie Mauricio's not up here. Mark Vientos is not up here. But we got DJ Stewart because Buck had him in Baltimore and likes him. Really. <laughs> even though he stinks. So what does DJ Stewart do with the bases loaded, one out against Musgrove, down 3 nothing? Well, what does he do? He strikes out on three pitches. And then, and I don't want to get on Alvarez, who's been great, Francisco Alvarez comes up, and what does he do? He strikes out on three pitches. Six pitches, inning over, and really, <clears throat> at that point in time, the game is over. And then eventually in the fifth inning, on a 3-0 pitch with a runner on, Scherzer gives up yet another home run to Manny Machado. This one to right field, as I said, on a 3-0 pitch. 5 nothing Padres, game, set, match. So with the Mets having a chance to actually get you a little pumped up after that six-game winning streak, going into the All-Star break, they completely deflate you again, and they lose. And Scherzer, he stinks. You know, they gave this guy $42 million. He's ter- He stinks! How many times this guy has never, as I said at the top here, never come up big in a big spot for the Mets. He has never, never, never. $42 million. Yeah, I know he's 8-3 and three on a season. That means nothing. I've had enough of him. I really, I, I've had enough. He's absolutely terrible. And then you hear him after the game, well, I got to pitch better. Well, no kidding, Max. We know that. You know what? You should have just you stood up in front of the press after the game and said, I suck, I suck, I suck, and I suck, and I suck some more. <laughs> and if this game was in City Field, the booing would still be going on. Let's let's put it that way. The booing would still be freaking going on if this game was in City Field. Let's be honest about it. Unbelievable. Unreal. And the Mets, you know, you knew they had no shot. It was over. They scored two meaningless runs later on. I guess Canada drove, who came in for fam, I guess he drove in a couple runs later on, and that was the game. But what is D? But this goes back to Buck again. What is DJ Stewart doing in this game? What is Luis Guillaume doing? I've had enough of Luis Guillaume. He's terrible. He even made a big error the other, yesterday in a the game they lost in the first inning. He booted a ground ball. Give me a break. I've had enough of Guillaume. Why do I need to see DJ Stewart? I've had enough of a lot of these guys. Daniel Vogelbeck, enough of him. Stalling Marte, enough of him. It's over for these guys. Please, I, I just, I can't take it anymore. Can they bring up Mauricio now? Please, I don't want to hear he's... He's made 15 errors at double A or triple, whatever the hell he is. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear he doesn't have a position. His position will be designated hitter. Okay, how about that? What a disgrace. I, I, you, you're a Met fan. You just, look, they're, they're done. They're not going anywhere. If you think this team is going to make some kind of miracle run in the second half of the season – that somehow they're going to go 48 and 26 or whatever it would take to get them to 90 wins the rest of the year. You're out of your mind. You're nuts. It's not happening. The starting pitching hasn't been good enough. The bullpen has been horrible. They don't hit enough. You don't have stretches when they give you this illusion that they're a pretty good offensive team. 
And then they go into these funks like they did the last two games against San Diego where they don't hit at all. They scored three runs in the last two games. I mean, it's un- I mean, really. And it's really been top to bottom, starting with the manager. He's had a terrible year. Showalter has had a terrible year. And I understand, look, you, you talk about the players. Like I said, the pitching has been terrible. The bullpen has been terrible. The starters have been terrible. They haven't hit enough. Peter Alonzo is not, we could say it till endlessly, that Peter Alonzo has not been the same player since he got hit on the wrist by uh, Charlie Morton in that on purpose, as I keep saying. Of course, it was uh, in that series against the Braves. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Unbelievable. I, 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 I don't know what else to say. If you're a Met fan right now, you, you are disgusted with the, state, with the state of your baseball team. And I can't believe that Alonzo is actually going to the home run derby. He should be taking time off. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the home run derby gets him straightened out. You know, I think he's a little too worried about winning the goddamn home run derby. He's won it twice already. Big deal. I mean, what is there to prove, Pete? You're one of the premier home run hitters in baseball. We know that already. I don't need you to see another, win another home run derby to prove that. <clears throat> it was nice to see Senga get uh, recognized with the all-star team. Somehow Lindor didn't make it after Swansby, Dansby Swansby uh, bowed out of the, of the, uh, the uh, all-star game. Well, pretty much you heard what my wife said, convoluted BS. They gave it to this guy, whatever his name is. I can't even think of the guy's name from Arizona. I mean, you got to be kidding me. But never, who cares? You know, let Lindor hang out. He plays every day. Let him hang out with his uh, new baby at home for a couple of days. Really. But there is no reason to believe that the New York Mets are going to turn it around in the second half of the season. You know, they've earned 42 and 48. And even though they had that little six-game winning streak, you know, let's be real, who's kidding who? This team is going absolutely nowhere. And we'll see what they do with the trading deadline. Will they finally trade off some of these pieces? I don't know. Who knows what they're going to do. But they can't be a buyer. they got to be a seller. And if if somehow the Angels are are, are trading uh, Shohei Ohtani at the at the trading deadline, the Mets you cannot be involved in that. You want no part of that. You're not trading any prospects for him. You know, go after him as a free agent in the offseason, absolutely. But no way are you going to trade for him when you're not going anywhere anyway. You know, this year is done. I, I'm sorry, they are not making any miracle run. This is a bad baseball team. They played bad baseball all year. Their defense has been terrible. You know, uh, we could go on and on and on. So the Mets have earned 42 and 48 at the break. But again, Scherzer had a chance to come up big for his team yesterday in a game really the Mets really needed to win, and he sucked again. What else can you say? For $42 million. Thank you so much, Max. Thank you so much. All right. Beningo, the Oda Payton Podcast. Let's get our sponsors in here. The Hackensack Brewing Company, you know the deal. And we'll let you know when the next live podcast will be. We don't know. We haven't heard from the boss. She just came back from Alabama. We haven't talked to her yet. Um, I'm sure she'll come up with something soon. Located 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack. Who needs a house out in Hackensack? Is that all you get for your money? Anyway, you know the deal. Tap Room's open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday. 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the many, many tombstones of the Mets and the Mets fans. <laughs> but um, check out Mike Jones. Check out TJ and everybody over there, Herb, Andre, the Holman Schmucker. 
Go check them out at the Hackensack Brewing Company. We will let you know when the next live podcast will be. I need a discount tire. Check them out. My son Johnny's back from the Alabama Adventure from Sweet Home, Alabama. All right? So he's back from that. Uh, so he'll be at work, I guess, today. Go see Johnny at the um, at the Need a Discount Tire. Go see Johnny. Go see Ari. Go see everybody over there. You need to work on your car. You need tires. You need your car inspected, whatever. Go see everybody over at the Need a Discount Tire in uh, Rivervale, New Jersey on, Hack- on no, Hackensack. Rivervale, New Jersey on Westwood Avenue. Tell them that I sent you. Uh, yes. Go see everybody. We're glad to have uh, Johnny back. Uh, in uh, in Jersey and everybody, the whole family, Aaron and everybody back, and the grandchildren, all back safe and sound from the adventure to uh, see our other daughter in Alabama. Okay. And, of course, DraftKings. Uh, it's only a couple months away now. We'll be having DraftKings back in the fold for the third consecutive year during the NFL season. NFL season can't get here fast enough, although let's not push the summer, although it hasn't been very summer-like the last couple of days with the constant rain we had yesterday here in the metropolitan area. Nevertheless, uh, DraftKings, you want to bet on anything, you want to bet on golf, you got the British Open coming up in a couple of weeks, you want to bet on that, uh, you want to bet on uh, on the baseball, you want to bet on the home run derby tonight, you want to bet on the All-Star game, I don't know why you want to do that. But whatever you want to do, DraftKings is the way to go. And as I said, we will be uh, back with them again uh, starting on uh, – uh, opening weekend, opening Thursday, actually, of the National Football League. Of course, that opener on uh, Thursday, what is that, uh, September 7th, I believe it is. Is that what it is? Let's see. Uh, September 11th is Monday, 10, um, uh, 9 is Saturday. Yeah, so September 7th is the opener between the Thursday night opener between the defending champion Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. So, nevertheless, DraftKings will be with us, and we thank them uh, so much for that. All right, the Yankees. All right, the Yankees right now, as they hit the break, what are they, 49 and 42? They're one game, uh, they're eight games behind the uh, Tampa Bay Rays in the East, and they're one game out of the final wild card spot. Look, the Yankees have not been the same team without Aaron Judge. And I know the bullpen's been good, the starting pitching's been pretty good, but I mean, yesterday, what a brutal loss yesterday to the Cubs. They lose two out of three to the crummy Cubs at Yankee Stadium after they split that four-game series with the Orioles where they won the first two and then lost the last two games, including getting destroyed 14-1 to in the uh, final game of that four-game series against Baltimore, which was a big series with the Orioles ahead of them in the standings. But yesterday, this loss comes down. First of all, you got to answer me this question, all right? Domingo Herman is sailing along. Six innings. The Yankees got a 4-1 lead. He's thrown 74 pitches, and and Boone takes him out. What is he doing? Why? And then I got to hear the guys on SNY say they agree with him. What, what do you mean you agree with him? The guy gave up one hit over six innings. The guy pitched a perfect game two starts ago, right? He's sailing along 74 pitches, not 100, 74, and Boone takes him out. Of course, he's got the because he's got the bullpen all lined up, and they need work, of course. And the bullpen really didn't blow this game. The game was blown by Gleyber Torres, who has not materialized into the guy the Yankees thought they were getting when they traded Araldis Chapman to the Cubs all those years ago to get him. And he was like the top prospect in baseball 
He has never become, been that guy. He's had some moments. He's had a couple of decent years. He hit a lot of home runs at Camden Yards that one year against the Orioles when they stunk the Orioles. But he hasn't been that guy. So the game turns on this play. The Yankees are up 4-1. There's one out, and the Cubs have two guys on in the top of the seventh inning. And I forget who the Cub is. He hits a room service double play ball to Gleyber Torres. I mean, room service. No other way to say it. What does Torres do? He boots it. He boots it. No double play. Everybody's safe. The Yankees, the uh, Cubs wind up getting a run to make it 4-2, to two, right? So now there's two out. Jan Gomes is up as a pinch hitter. The Yankees are leading 4-2. Yeah, looks like they're going to get out of the inning at least only giving up the one run after the Torres uh, era. And Jan Gomes is a pinch hitter, drops a base hit into center field to tie the game. The Yankees get two more runs. Excuse me. The Cubs get two more runs. So now it's 4-4. The Cubs get two more runs in the eighth inning, another run in the ninth inning, and they win 7-4. What? So between the fact that Boone couldn't wait to get Herman out of the game after 74 pitches in six innings. And the fact that Gleyber Torres boots a room service double play ball, which would have got the Yankees out of the inning leading 4-1. to one. Instead, the Yankees get out of the inning tied 4-4 and eventually lose two out of three to the Cubs. Really? And remember, they got shut down by, of all people, on Friday night, Jamison Tyon, the old, Yan- old Yankee who has about a seven earned run average. Really? What a disgrace. And, I, and I'm not a Yankee fan. I mean, they could lose forever. I mean, they could lose every game the rest of the year. It wouldn't bother me, that's for sure. But just, I mean, let's, let's be honest. The Yankees are just not the same team without Aaron Judge. The Aaron Judge injury, and who knows when he's coming back, has killed the Yankees. I know their pitching's been good. I know the bullpen's been good. But they've got, they've got nothing out of these veteran guys. Giancarlo Stanton, you know, has been terrible. DJ LeMayu has been terrible. Josh Donaldson, the guy's got, he has hit 10 home runs, but he's got 15 hits all year. He's bat what, 150? He's been terrible. We could go right on down the line, right? I mean, they're really, you know, they're playing guys like Billy McKinney and Josh Bowers out there in the outfield. Frankie Cordero. You don't even know who these guys are. And it is amazing that there's still seven games over 500. I mean, that is amazing. And that they're only one game out of the wild card, the final wild card spot, in spite of how bad it's been. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So if you're a Yankee fan, you can't be happy. I mean, if you're a Met fan, you're beyond deliriously upset. If you're a Yankee fan, you're still somewhat hanging in there. But no way, no, no way, shape, or form do the New York Yankees look like a championship team right now. No way. And like I said, it's amazing there's still seven games over 500 as they hit the all-star break. Just unbelievable. Just brutal. The brutal state right now of baseball here in New York. There's no other way to say it. Brutal. And now we hit the all-star break. And the all-star, look, does anybody really care? Oh, my God. You know, when I was growing up, the all-star game was a big deal. It was a big deal. Because you only had two leagues. You know, the two leagues didn't play against each other like they do now. You didn't have the constant movement of players, This, you know, with free agency, like they're moving all over the place like they do now. You know, guys actually stayed with the same team forever, unless they got traded. 
And we had so many great All-Star games. You know, 1964 at Shea Stadium when Johnny Callison hit the three-run home run to win it in the bottom of the 10th inning against Dick the Monster Raddatz of the Red Sox, you know, Callison of the Phillies, right? Great game there. The one in 1970 when Ray Fossey, you know, gets run over by Pete Rose uh, to win the game for uh, for the National League. And, of course, Rose and Fossey, who actually were good friends before that, never spoke after that. I remember running. He's passed away now, Fossey. But I remember running into Ray Fossey at Yankee Stadium once when he was uh, announcing for the Oakland A's. And I brought up Pete Rose, and I thought he was going to throw the food at me because we were sitting there eating in the, in the uh, press room. I thought Fossey was going to hit me over the head with something when I brought up the Rose thing. <laughs> so that was in 1970, remember that. And then the, the classic of all class, to me, the best of all the All-Star games. 1971 in Detroit, you had all these Hall of Famers hit home runs in that game. Remember that? Henry Aaron hit a home run. Harmon Killebrew hit a home run. Um, Roberto Clemente hit a home run in this game. But the most famous of all the home runs in that game with all the great Hall of Famers that played in that game. And remember, the National League at that point, in 19, going into 1971, had won like eight or nine straight All-Star games. I mean, it was the American League never won. And, what, and to me, the most famous home run in the history of the All-Star game. This, this to me, is the most famous one. And it's Reggie Jackson, of course, then of the Oakland A's, young Reggie Jackson of the Oakland A's, 1971, hitting that ball off the light tower on the top of Tiger Stadium, right? Well, I believe it was off Doc Ellis, right? Doc Ellis, of course, pitched for the Pirates, who famously said that he was doing acid while he was pitching during a game, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, he did. He was actually dropped a, he dropped a tab. Before making a start for the Pirates, I forget when that was. You know, now you got now you got our quarterback Aaron Rodgers trying to make acid legal. Why not? Let's all trip every day. Let's do some tripping. Let's uh everything is sunshine and light. Oh my god. Maybe they should send that. Maybe they should send the acid to Washington. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh if you heard that comment from my wife. Uh, if he's not, he should be. But nevertheless, oh, my God. Yes, Doc Ellis doing acid while he was picked. But that, to me, is the most famous of all the All-Star games. And to me, the greatest one, 1971 in Detroit, all those Hall of Famers that hit home runs. And Reggie, really, off the light tower in Detroit, that home run. I'll never, ever forget it. And I remember bringing it up to Reggie. I, 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 I met Reggie a few times, but I saw him a couple of years ago uh, at spring training when we were at spring training right before COVID hit in uh, February, I guess it was, of 2020. And having this long discussion with Reggie, and he looked at me like I had two heads when I brought up that, that home run off the light tower. Like, he couldn't believe it. I'm like, well, I mean, Reggie, I mean, I was a big fan of yours back then. I was always a big fan of left-handed power hitters, right? I mean, I always was. Like going back to Roger Maris, you know, Reggie, obviously my all-time favorite met Daryl Strawberry. You know, I was always like, I always had like an affinity for left-hand power hitters. I don't know why. I always did. So, but anyway, so that to me is the most. But the All-Star game, I mean, who cares anymore? It means nothing. Remember when they tried, when Bud Selig tried to make it, make the All-Star game look like it mattered by, you know, uh, whoever, whatever league won the All-Star game, that they would have the home field advantage in the World Series. Remember that stupidity? How, how effed up was that? That was brutal. 
just unbelievable. I, I just so the All Star Game is here. If you, the Home Run Derby tonight, I know my wife gets into the Home Run Derby. She thinks it's cool. Uh, Peter Alonzo will be in it, so I guess you know maybe I'll pop it on for a second. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But I could care. But I could care less about the All Star Game tomorrow. I mean, thank God I'm not working. And I want to thank Evan and everybody for giving me a chance to work three days last week. I enjoyed it with my partner. I actually, I think I'll be working next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I'll be working with Evan again uh, before he gets his, you know, the full-time afternoon show where Tiki Barber starts again. So you can check that out. But uh, I could really care less about the All-Star game. Right now, what I care about is will I or will I not play golf with uh, head coach Robert Sala on uh, Wednesday? We're still waiting. I will text Salah today and ask him, Coach, are we playing Wednesday or not? Because if we're not, I want to set up my own tee time, you know, to play on, on Wednesday. Terry and I to play on Wednesday somewhere up here. So we'll keep you posting on that. By the way, before I before I go, all right, what is this nonsense that the NBA is going to have an in-season tournament? What? What is that? I mean, who thinks this? Does anybody really think this is a good idea? What does this mean? And I guess these games are going to count in the standings, but what does this, what exactly does that mean? An in-season tournament? Do you really give a damn about that? Does that mean something? What are you going to hand out, like some kind of trophy? If you if you win this and they got it all broken down into different groups, what? <laughs> why does Adam Silver, they're going to do it early in the season, I think in November. Why does Adam Silver think this, the commissioner, of course, think this is a good idea? What makes him think that this is something that NBA fans want to see? I mean, I don't get it. So somebody explain it to me. If you are a hardcore NBA, I'm sure that, you know, ESPN and all, they think that's a great idea. I'm sure. You know, I mean, who gives a damn? I, I, I can't believe that. I really, they're actually going to have an in-season tournament. And I'm, I, as a fan, you're supposed to be excited by that. That makes absolutely no sense to me. I really doesn't. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, what's next? going to have an in-season tournament in baseball now? <laughs> what are we going to stop? And we're going to have like the, the, the mid-season playoffs in the NFL. Is that what we're going to do? We're going to have a tournament in hockey too? I think they do this in soccer. But so who cares? What a disgrace. Uh, let me get out of here. Everybody have a great week. I'll be back Friday, hopefully to break down my day or uh, day playing golf with Salah. Hopefully we'll be we'll be doing that. We'll let you know. But everybody have a great week. I think the sun might actually be coming out. And as always, all the love.